0: This week on the Rose Radio Show.
1: I had a gym membership at LA Fitness. So I'd go there, work out, take a shower there. Then every day I'd just find a new place to spend the night, you know, in random streets and lots. I just knew right then I can either run back home and be fine or I can pick myself up, be a fucking man, and do what I got to do to survive out here. After that, I I got a more stable job, um, something I didn't like, but... You have to do what you have to do. gotta make it happen. You have to do what you have to do at the end of the day.
0: My next guest is an amazing actor, musician, husband, and personal friend. A true cultural icon, Nihar Brahmabath, everybody. Ah, how's it going, buddy?
1: Good, man. How are you?
0: Good, man. It's a pleasure, always. You know, I like to start with a story. Uh, and I think a really interesting thing that happened this week, it'll be a kind of old news by the time it comes out, but it really made me think seriously, you know, uh, bad baby the catch me outside girl. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, but she was getting clowned a lot on Instagram. So she released, uh, screenshots of how much money she's making and they were astounding and concerning. Um, they were so concerning that she actually had to log in to prove it. Uh, She showed her OnlyFans numbers. Can you guess how much money she made in her first and only year on the platform? 10 mil? $50 million. Wow. There are a lot of things wrong with that, but the thing that I really want to bring it up towards in reference to you is, you know, you're an aspiring entertainer, um, which I think is very exciting, but... You know, when you see here in L.A. how easily some people can ascend to, like, the top of the ranks, does it make it harder for you to put in the amount of work that you have, you know, as someone who really respects your craft, especially in
1: acting? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's... uh, I think it's motivation. Okay. You know, I think it motivates me um, to... To do more, to do better. Um, obviously, yeah, you see people <laughs> moving that fast and you know making money quick, and that's that's the dream. Mm-hmm. And I wish anyone that wants to pursue their dream can do it that fast. Yeah, you know, but reality is, is it's that's it doesn't happen, right? I mean, it's a one-off situation. Yeah, and you've, um, you've got
0: an amazing story of how you got. The point right now. First off, I want to congratulate you. You just had that small role in This Is Us.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: It's a big deal, man. I think many people, especially kind of outside of, there, there are kind of two ways of looking at it. There are people here in you know the Hollywood landscape <laughs> that they'll be like, oh, you have like a small recurring role. That's cool. But I think people outside of like this weird entertainment sphere understand that acting on anything is a huge deal and how long and how much effort and dedication it takes to get to that highest level, because I mean, how many people do you think auditioned for just that role?
1: A lot, man. And the cool thing about this role, even though it was a, you know, quick co-star role, yeah. um, I mean, I'd say at least 100. Minimum. Yeah, minimum. Um, and, you know, it was one of those roles that was an open ethnicity role, so it wasn't like, you know, just looking for South Asian actors, so... You know that gives me a little more motivation as well. You know,
0: no, that's that's a huge deal. Yeah,
1: you know, it's uh, you know, going against the best competition in the world. You know, so yeah, getting I mean, a one-liner, two words, you know, two liners, whatever it is, it's, it's a stepping stone to the next part, right? So
0: yeah, it's and, and it's a big milestone. Yeah, because when people even hear that, it's like, oh, I went up against a hundred other people who auditioned for this role. Sure. But there were, you know, probably 15, you know, 100, probably closer to 10,000 other actors just in the city who would have loved to go out for the role, but they didn't even get to that step. You know, and then all over the country, there are probably thousands of other people who would have loved to be in a position that they could be going out for roles. And globally, it's the same thing. I think acting is one of the most respected professions to me because I under, it, it's so simple to understand, right? When people say they want to grow up and they want to be uh, an astronaut, while there's a pretty clear path of how to do that, mm-hmm. it's somewhat so unattainable that it's like, what's the point? Yeah. And if you want to be like a pro basketball player and you're 5'4", okay, good luck, right? It, a lot of people are kind of eliminated before they get to start. Yeah. But acting, there's a role for everyone. Man, you can act. I can act like so when you are the competition that's required at acting is such a high bar. Yeah. And, and it, it's something that I really do respect, man. What you talk a lot about motivation. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think is really interesting. And I want to let you, you know, really kind of go in. What is it about acting that that you like, I guess? And like what keeps you going? Because I know it can be very demotivating a lot of times. Like what keeps you excited to
1: do it? Dude, I love just. uh being able to play a part that's a character that's not me, you know? Yeah. Being able to be someone else, put yourself in someone else's shoes, you know, and kind of, you know, every audition I get, I have to bring my own creativity to it, right? To to the audition, right? To the character. Um, so I get to use my imagination and, and really dig deep and, and um, I think that inspires me. Um I think that's a craft. I think it's extremely hard to do that. You know, it's not like hey, you know, hey, Nihar, you got a two-pager due tomorrow, right? I got to <laughs> I got to sit down. I got to study the scene before I even start memorizing, right? You got to study the scene. Um and I think that takes I, I love I love what goes behind that, you know. I, I, it's it's um it's it's just the creativity, what you, you know, you put into the character, you put into the audition. So, I think that is what inspires me to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's it's just it's just putting in your ten thousand hours, getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the key, that's the goal. So, um, you know, that's yeah, that's, that's why yeah. I love it. No, that that's know? exciting. Uh, where did
0: this come from? When did you really get into the idea? I want to be an actor. That's a big goal to make from someone who is especially not from here like what was the moment when you said one i really seriously want to try this yeah and then what was like the first step you took towards like see i know i want to try it because i'm doing this
1: yeah dude so the funny thing is you know coming from an indian background you know you know you have a lot of indian friends and quite a few yeah um you know the i was lucky enough to not get a lot of pressure um from your family yeah yeah uh, I mean, going into college, I changed my major like three, four times. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be an accountant. I wanted to, you know, I didn't know really what I wanted. Did
0: you really want to do those things? Or did you, felt, no. did you feel like, oh, that's the thing to do?
1: Yeah, it's just the thing to do. And then I was motivated for like a month. And then I'm like, oh, is this what I want to do? Then Ochem oh, comes along. Me? You're like, <laughs> Is this what I want to do for the rest of my days? Is, is this, you know, is this, is this my passion? Yeah. And um, so... Towards the end of my last year, my dad was like, he came up to me and we had a conversation and he was like, why don't you try acting? You know, he gave me that. I didn't even think about it. I didn't, I've never done it prior to that. What was your major at the time? Um, Audio engineering, music. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. So he was like, why don't you check it out? So I went to, I took a, a couple of classes during, during the night. After my, my class, you know, my school, yeah. after school, go to my acting classes. And after my first class, man, I just, I just fell in love with it. You knew. It. I fell in love with it. I knew this is like, yo, I, I, this is something, you know, I, I feel something for it. And this know? is
0: senior year of college. Yeah. Okay, that is a fascinating story. Yeah. Because <laughs> throughout my life, and especially in my time in the entertainment industry and Hollywood, I've met a lot of actors 99% of them have the exact same story, which is I wanted to be an actor from the day I was three. I, all I did was watch movies and TV shows se- you know, 24-7. It's all I wanted. It's who I kind of was. Yeah. It's very rare you hear someone who kind of developed that later in life. And especially even here it wasn't your own idea. Like, this is something I didn't know. This is really interesting. Yeah. So you liked it so much. That you said, this is something that I want to do, even though I've already been in school for like four years yeah. and I'm about to start my life. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I was uh, took my classes two weeks after I was done with school. I moved out to L.A. Wow. In, in 2012. Never looked back. haven't touched. I mean, didn't do anything in my major right up until, you know, the last year or so getting back into music. But um, yeah, man, I, I just I told my parents, hey, I'm, I'm going to L.A. and that time probably it was like three weeks. I was like, I'm going to LA. My parents didn't believe me at all. And then, you know, I started getting my things ready, started looking at apartments, found one, told my parents, and they're like, are you serious? And I was like, I'm serious. So my dad took a week off of work, drove with me from from Chicago to to LA. And, uh, you know, the rest is history, dude. Wow. Yeah. Were they supportive? Like, absolutely. I mean, moving to LA is really tough. I know. <laughs> yeah, they were supportive, but they thought uh, they're like, he's gonna come back, cause ah. you know, cause I changed my mind so many times. Sure. You know, this and, is
0: not the one that's gonna stick.
1: Yeah. So they're like, you know, let him just go, let him learn, you know, and and he'll come back. And then you know, I've had this conversation with my parents like probably a couple of years after I was here, two, three years, and they're like, you know, we're proud of you that you're. You found something you like. We thought you were going to come back. That's amazing. You know, and I was like, no, I was like, this is it. So so. here's something I really want people to understand. One thing I really
0: like about this show is my goal is to show that almost everyone has an expertise in something. And by expertise, I mean, they know a lot more than the average Joe. And one thing that is so hard for me to explain to people that I think you can really help enlighten on is if someone says, hey, I want to be an actor and they're in Minnesota What are the steps? So you moved here. Clearly, you had just started in the idea of acting. So it's not like you have a coach. You don't have, you know, you're not taking acting lessons yet. You don't have an agent, any of that stuff. Give me the full process from the day you get here till your first booking. And what was it?
1: So the day I got here, so what I started doing is I went to Central Casting, and I just started immersing myself in background, right? Just getting on set. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! See, see, you're using industry terms.
0: Let's 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 give yes, this a oh, little yeah, more yeah. depth.
1: What central casting? What's yeah, background? yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. <laughs> so yeah, central casting is a, a platform. Basically, you go. It's in Burbank. You go there. You sign up, yeah. and then you get to become an extra, right? Background whoa. actor um, on shows, movies, commercials, anything that they need you for, right? How does
0: it work? Do they pay you? Do you pay them?
1: No. So you go in. They take some pictures, get your measurements, and and basically. Um, they give you two, there's two things how you can book one is you can go on their facebook page every morning mm-hmm. and see what castings they have and if you fit the the role you call in you call the number and pick up hey last four of your social boom 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 and then they either book you or, or not you right. know depending on and where they're at so that's what i started doing for i did that for a while, you know, 2-3 years, probably a little longer. Wow. Um and and how often are you getting stuff to even be an extra? I I mean my first my first extra role was on New Girl, which was for like, oh, nice. it was like yeah, it was like 3 days in a row, um 16 hours a day. It was pretty heavy. Um and um I was getting booked pretty pretty off. I would say probably I mean often i would say two two times a month or yeah. you know two to three times a month which
0: is a bi- i mean pretty big deal when you're just getting started yeah. but i want to rewind just a second take me through your first day on set you've been oh. you know you moved out here because you wanted to be an actor yeah. right no one really believes that you're going to go through with it you've committed you're trying to be an extra you get your first you know it's not a real it's like a booking for you it's an extra role yeah. but you get to be on set for 16 hours what is that like Man, it was amazing. Yeah.
1: You know, just I felt like a badass, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Walking on <laughs> walking on uh Fox Studios, um, in my suit, you know, just walking around, just uh, you know, like people not asking who you Feeling are. Feel like a movie it feels, star, yeah, right? <laughs> it feels great, dude. It feels great. It feels like a million bucks. I, I, I still remember So no nerves, you were just excited? I was I was a little nervous, but more more excitement. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too nervous because, you know, it was... As an extra, it's, it's not much to be nervous about, but I can see how people can be, you know, just being on set, being... Big lights, f- yeah. famous people, exactly. directors, the whole thing. So it was, I was very excited, got there, did all my stuff, you know, so you do your, your paperwork when you, you know, signing in, yep. and then you're just waiting there, and then, you know, they come around the room for all the scenes, okay, you, 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 and, um, you know, when I got picked, that's when I got nervous, I did you know, like, okay, and then... <laughs> Being around, you know, like Zoe Deschanel, all those guys, you know, yeah, uh, the, the cast, right? And this is uh, the I mean, first
0: time, probably in your life, yeah. something like this has happened Yeah,
1: yeah. So it was, it was a def- little starstruck. Yeah, definitely, definitely a little starstruck. Um, you got to play cool, can't you know? Because you know, you're standing around during during takes. You're standing around with them, and they're right next to you, and. You know, I try to keep it professional. You know, I'm not like, hey, you know, hey, you know, hey, how are you doing? What's yeah. up? You know, just let them focus. And so that was, um that was an experience, man. And um, you know, I got, I got picked out. You know, like my d- second day on set, I got, you know, they they picked me to be, um like next to, um, what's her, what's, the girl, the, not nah, so the. Not Zoe, the other one. She, the hot one. She's hot. Oh, you know, the, it'll come to you. Yeah, yeah. She's a beautiful girl. She's a beautiful girl. Um, CC. Oh, to, right, yeah. right, right, right. You know, I got to, got to be next to her, and that was like, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, I was in heaven, you yeah. know, just like, you know, but being, being picked, and you just never know what happens, you know, being on yeah. set. Um, and then you get another thing I was amazed about is, you know, the, the catering for lunch. You know, you get it's, you get like a thirty dollar meal, forty dollar mm-hmm. meal. You get every salad bar. Well, because you got to realize it's got to be good enough for the actors. Exactly. You know, and it's just like I never, I didn't expect that. You know, I brought like you know some, some granola bars, <laughs> had the sack and lunch. Stuff like, yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, that was pretty cool. You know, just just seeing that and just seeing their trailers. And I remember that that day, I took a picture of the trailer. You know, it's it's one of like. Um, put it on like my dream board. Yeah. Vision board. Vision board. Yeah, exactly. Vision board. And, um, you know, I just remember like, Hey, you know, I'll I'll have one of these one day. That's awesome. You know? And, um, you know, that was, that was my first experience. Um, and and it was amazing. And that was like probably within, I would say within a month when I got to LA A month from moving. Yeah. And I met a lot of good friends and good people on that set more than any other set I've, on in the last you know since then really, the last 11 years. That's a memorable yeah. time. So it was just everything just, just felt like it was just meant to be, you, you know. know. Like the universe, God, whoever it is just brought good people into my life really quick. Um so I had a small small community as well after that. So um yeah man, it was is it was, it was awesome. It was, it was it was a crazy experience.
0: That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so Okay. So I think the next statement
1: that I gotta know
0: is so you're doing this a little bit, but obviously this isn't paying the bills, right? This isn't really a job. How do you get the first thing that you're booked for as you and not as an extra? And is that before or after you got a manager agent, that whole thing?
1: Like a line, like a, like Yeah, like a, a line. line, like, a like, line like, like, your, like your first
0: something. line on Man, a production.
1: Dude, that was I mean, I've done some some short films, but like a product, like a let's like keep it to
0: commercials or network. Yeah, TV.
1: Um, that was for. It was a, I guess that was a smaller commercial, but dude, the, still the, counts. For, yeah, it was a, I forgot the company, dude. It was an IT company, um, but I, I had a I had a commercial, uh, a few lines with with my scene partner mm-hmm. um i can't i'm blanking on it, it was so long ago i can't right. think of. but it was an you know it was an give idea. me the first one you idea. remember uh the first one i remember was dude it was honestly like two years three years ago oh wow seal team on cbs oh so, nice so that was okay how'd you book that my agent
0: okay here's the big thing yeah how do you get an agent
1: Dude, that's another crazy story. I mean, people are going <laughs> to give it to people me. People call me crazy. People, you know, this, you know, whatever it is. But all right, it's kind of a long story. No, we You're got ready time. For it. it's, okay. it's a podcast. That's so, why we do this. It was through my agent. Okay. So, how did I get my agent? How did you that's, get your agent? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, what I did was, so I met a really well known producer. He's my mentor. He's, um, his name's Anjul Nigam. He's actually a part of, uh, um, you know, he's done a lot of good movies, a lot of big movies. He's currently doing a few with Alec Baldwin. How'd you meet him? Um, so I met him through a family friend mm-hmm. that introduced me. I called him when I, when I got here. We met in Studio City at uh, Panera Bread. Okay. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I'm willing to take you under my wing. You know, so at that time he was working on a film with Cuba getting junior. Oh, wow. Um, and... He was like, just try to, you know, if you know any people to... He gave me an opportunity to be a producer on the film, right? Oh, but wow. If I knew people that had money and interest in investing in film, um, to, to, to help him bring those people in. Yeah. So I met him and eventually, you know, obviously I tried to work with him for three, four years. I mean, I still... He, to this day, he's still my mentor. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, I wasn't able to do anything, right? Uh, but we're still very close. So... Why I bring him in, so basically what happened in 2016 or 20, 2015, I moved back to Chicago for eight months, okay? Okay. And I made a film called Rorschach. Okay, if you go on YouTube, it's called Rorschach. Just type in Rorschach Horror Film. Okay. So we made that movie for about $3,000, a complete full feature.
0: And that, and you star in that, right?
1: I didn't star in it. I, I made it. Oh, you were I'm producing me, it. Yeah, okay. with just one of my best yeah. friends. We made this film. Um, it ended up getting... Today, it has like 2.1 million views. Wow. You know, without a dollar spent on marketing. It Incredible. Did, it did really well. It did really well. So when it hit the million mark, what I did was I basically showed my mentor, Anjul, hey, this is the movie I made. Um, check it out. He loved the film. Um, and he we have a proof of concept, Asylum, which now he optioned. Okay, so he wants to make... My film now. You're using okay. too many
0: industry words.
1: Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's optioning? Optioning. Basically, he has the rights to the script. Exactly. Okay? So, um, so basically,
0: the first film does great. You release it independently on YouTube. Yeah. You use this as a proof of concept. You take it to your friend who's a big time producer and say, "Hey, look, I can make something happen. You know, believe in me." And then he says, "Ah, I love it. Let's option you. Let's give you yep. the right to try to make something yeah. else." Yeah. Keep going.
1: So once that happened and I had some leverage, yes. right? And that that took time. It took time. It took couple years. You know, yeah, I mean eight months of
0: filming is just the yeah. beginning.
1: Yeah. And then two years to get to a million views, and then, you know. So I used that. I basically wrote a full email stating this is what happened. I have Unjul Niggum on board. I have this script. I yep. you know, I I have these things happening. And the one thing they tell you, and I learned, is do not spam agents. Yes. So what I did, <laughs> I got a subscription to IMDB. Smart. And I sent about 100 emails out to different agents. But you only sent one. one? One email. One email to, to 100, 100 different agents. 100, okay. 100, 150 different agents yep. over the course of like two weeks. Um, I ended up getting like six meetings nice. through that. You know, a lot of people didn't answer back. A lot of people did answer back and saying they're not interested. And I got six meetings out of those six meetings. I got two that wanted to rep me. And then out of the two, I picked Avant artists who currently rep me now. Wow. So
0: amazing. What made you pick them?
1: Um, I mean, they're, they're pretty well established. I mean, they're doing good and they, they do well for their clients, you know, and I knew that and, um, and obviously did my due diligence and, you know went with them so that's how I got my agent I got it in a very unconventional way a way that people say don't you know you're not supposed to do that don't spam agents don't but at that point you have nothing to lose right we're in a we're in an industry where like what do you what are you gonna do you can't just sit around and wait for someone to come to you you have to make something happen for yourself and that's why I don't I don't listen to any of that stuff if I have nothing to lose what, why do I have to hold myself back from giving myself an opportunity? 100%. You know? And because I put myself out there and did something completely opposite of what they tell you to do, I got an agent. You stood out. Yeah. Right?
0: And and I think that's an amazing. And I think, I think that's a fantastic story to understand. Two points you made that I think are really interesting is you were told not to spam agents, but you realized that you weren't spamming, you were showing value. You didn't just... You know, when you had done a couple of little recurring, you know, minor stuff, spam a bunch of agents yeah. saying, hey, rep me, right? Because that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. They think, yeah. oh, I'm coming out to LA because I'm talented. Yeah. I've got what it takes. I can do it all. You were able to see that you had leverage, which is important, and you had built that leverage over time.
1: Absolutely. And then
0: you were using that time to better your skill set.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, we could talk for an hour just about what it takes to write a short film, but the idea that you had to write it, you had to... Produce it, you had to shoot it, and then you put it out independently, and then you waited two years yeah. for it to hit that point. That's the level of patience that I think a lot of people don't have, and that patience shows dedication. Yeah. And I think dedication is what really separates people who make it here mm-hmm. and those who don't. You know, a lot of people really flame out here, and, it, and it's not all easy. And I really want—we'll get into it in a second—but I want to talk a little bit about. Actually, no. We're going to get into it now. We'll come back to some yeah. of the acting stuff, some of the most difficult parts. Because I know you came out here, and yeah. you know you're talking about the positives, but I know you've been through some really tough stuff here. Tell me about some of the toughest moments for you in your journey here in LA.
1: Man, dude, there's there's just so many, so many like, it's a bottom of bottom, you know. And I think a few of those were one struggling to pay rent right? right. I, I I had like five roommates, you know, I, I, that was like my first time I moved in. Do you remember
0: what your rent was at the time? It
1: was like 600 bucks.
0: Yeah, but right out of college.
1: Yeah, you know, and um, it was, my dad was like, I'll give you two months worth of rent. Right. get and you then started. after that, you know, it's, it's on you. So now looking back, at, you know, just, just to make 600 bucks, you know, and, and, you know, I was taking, I had at least, man, if I can count back now, at least 30 different jobs in the span of like two, mm-hmm. three years. Wow. Going to places like, you know, commission only, you know, appointment setting, whatever, you know, any, everything, you know, if it's a server, P.F. chains, I was, you know, I've done everything, you know, but being on your own independent and being smart with your money, that's, that's, hard to do in itself right yeah you know you want to go out you want to spend money you want to you know do things right so there's a lot of many times where I put myself in a hole where I've had to ask my roommates hey yo can you give me a month yo mm-hmm. like can, you, can yeah. you give me two you know how's
0: that feel man when you got to look at you no know, someone who's your
1: peer and not, be like hey can you help me out Not good man it's the worst feeling in the world did right? you ever ask your parents no no mm-hmm. no that's one thing I'm, you know, I'm I'm proud of. I've I've never had to go go back to my parents and ask them to pay. Hey, can you pay this month's rent or something like that? Mm-hmm. I've just had to look the, you know, person in the eye and just tell them what it was and say, hey, you know, I I got you and you know, just just give me some time. Um, and one time, you know, it's gotten it got so bad where there's about like a, I was in between roommates, um, like places and uh you know i had to like live in my car for a week yeah you know tell me
0: about that what was that moment right what's the moment when you knew like oh man i'm not gonna have a place for this time and i'm just gonna have to figure it out
1: i mean that's when i was like how how
0: deep into living here are you at this point year one two a few months this
1: is probably year like two yeah right so yeah 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 between one and two.
0: Well, I just want to really set the stage there. Like, you moved out here, right? You committed yourself. You're a young kid. And you're working whatever job you can to make money because you have this vision that you want to ultimately hit. Yeah. And you hit a huge obstacle at the point where you're like, I can't even really afford my rent. Yeah. Am I going to keep doing this? Yeah. And you decide you want to, but that means you have to live out of your car for a week. What is that like? What is that week like?
1: Man, that is 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 hard, man. Like I got the chills down my arms. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I can see it. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it it it's hard, dude. Is is I I mean that's that was a pivotal point in my journey, man. Like wow. I, you know, the, the I had a gym membership at LA Fitness, mm-hmm. so I'd go there, work out, take a shower there. Um and then every day I'd just find a new place to spend the night, you know, in random streets and lots and it was I just knew right then I like, can either go home, you know, I can run back home and be fine, or I can pick myself up, be a fucking man, and do what I got to do to survive out here. Amen. And, you know, I, you know, after that, I, I got a more stable job, um, something I didn't like, but you have to do what you have to do, You got to right? make it happen. You have to do what you have to do at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I picked myself up. And, um, you know, that, that's, man, even from there, I still had downs, but like that it was, it was brutal, man. It was, it was brutal. You, you just see everyone else, you know, doing well, you you know, all my friends and this is not, I don't think I've probably told my wife and maybe one other person about this. My parents don't even know I lived in my car for a week. You know, Uh no my brothers, my siblings, no one, you know, no one knows. Um, so, so it was rough, but that is what changed, you know, that's, that's what took me to a, to a new level Mm -hmm. in terms of dedicating, dedicating, saving, paying rent, because the problem was I was like for the first two, three years, I still, because I had to focus on making money. I couldn't do acting like I couldn't go to classes I couldn't so I was in LA but I wasn't acting you know I was going to do background work but even then I would have to call you know like calling sick at work or like there's a couple times I got fired from my job because I got an extra gig and it lasted five days and you know I thought that was more important than you know the the job and then you know get another job you know and uh, so it was yeah yeah. yeah,
0: I hear you. Yeah. No, it's, and I appreciate you sharing that with me. You know, I remember when you first told me about, you know, a year and a half ago, when we first met, when we first had this conversation, you know, it was really impressive to me. I understand what this town can can do. I understand just how much it, it takes to make it. And, and everyone, you know, has their story, has their moment where you question, is it worth it? being out here when there are always easier alternatives. I mean, this is one of the hardest cities to to make it independently in the world. And I truly mean that because every single person who chooses to move to Los Angeles is coming to pursue some sort of dream. They're almost always in entertainment and they're, you know, going against literally millions of other people who want to do the same thing. And it doesn't matter if you're from Des Moines, Iowa or, you know, Florida or Carlsbad, if you want to be, especially an actor, in the entertainment industry, there is one place in the world where you have the best shot, and it's here. And, yep. and you have to compete at the highest level, and it's it's an expensive city,
1: yeah.
0: but it is is ultimately worth it. And I want to,
1: and, and can I say one thing? Of David, course, yeah. For anyone that's watch, you know that watches this, there's one thing everyone says. Hey, when you come out here, you know, every, you hear a lot of stories. Every, everyone, like all actors are servers, right? Yeah. You don't, one thing, I, so what I did is I was in sales for 10 years, the last 10 years, right? Like, well, like eight, nine years. That's a job I purposely did is being in sales because that helps my skill set as a communicator, building rapport, meeting people getting rid of ner- you know nerves you know you, you get rejected all the time mm-hmm. but also if you're good at it and become good at it you can make really really good money you can make really great money right but at the same time you're building a skill set for when you walk into an audition room you're not as nervous when you're face to face with someone mm-hmm. you're not you're not scared of that no so if anyone thinks you need to come out here, be a server, and, or do a few certain jobs, which there's no disrespect to that, because I, I, I did that. Of course. There's no, you know, to each their own. But, you know, if you just, if you just look at the long, I, I guess the big picture, there are many different ways to make it out here, you know, and I think that's, that's very important to know, you know, there's not just, you know, one. Yeah, it's one, not just a linear way. path. Yeah.
0: No, and I and I really appreciate you saying that. Let's get a little deeper for a bit. Yeah. You know. You had a weak experience where, you know, you had to live in your car, you know, it's like about it's not quite being homeless per se. Right, yeah. but it's like it's close. Homelessness is a massive issue here in LA. Um, I obviously don't expect you to know how to fix it by any means, but I'm sure it kind of makes you empathize with people in a little different way having had an experience similar.
1: Yeah absolutely man Um, what
0: do you feel like when you you know when you see homeless people because they're literally everywhere here
1: yeah I mean it's um, it's it breaks my heart for sure it is you know and um, you know I wish there is a way to you know solve the problem you know Um, I wish there were better programs put in place to help people in that those situations Um, but what I can do, what I do now, and I, and I tell my wife this all the time, you know, hey, we have to go and we have to give back. We have to donate. We have to volunteer, you know, and that's something that I think is very important. And I think that's the one way to give back is is to just put yourself in the front lines and, you know, go to Skid Row for the day and pass out sandwich bags. Yeah. And, or go volunteer at a, you know, homeless shelter or, or you know, or you know, give some of your income away to, um, different causes. Yeah. You know? So it's, um, it's never, it's never good seeing some, anyone on the street, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just, and it makes me think like one, how grateful I am for, because that could be me. That could be you. That could, it could you be know, anyone. It could be anyone, you know, it could be anyone. And, and, we're blessed that we're not in the you know in that position and it i wish there was a way to those people just just to get a you know there is an out yeah you know yeah and it's it's not an easy
0: problem you know and it's complicated i'll tell you a little story um it was my second no my third year no my second year here and Um, It was Thanksgiving, and it was the first Thanksgiving I had ever not gone home to my family. You know, my whole life, I grew up with my family in Georgia when I went to college. I was only like an hour away, but I would drive home for Thanksgiving, of course. Um, And uh, my first year here, I also came home for Thanksgiving, but then I went back for Christmas. The second year, I decided I couldn't really afford to buy two flights, so I'd just go home for Christmas. So I didn't know what to do for Thanksgiving. And I lived in uh, my tiny, tiny little one-bedroom apartment in Santa Monica. I mean, the whole place is about as big as this room we're in right now. And uh, I had a neighbor, uh, her name is Miss Ruby, and she is an absolute angel. She's like 85-year-old woman. She's amazing. But every year she volunteers um, with this uh, great organization called The People Concern, and um, they're... They really focused mainly on trying to help, you know, solve homelessness in L.A. Uh, And it was my first time they had a a big, basically a massive Thanksgiving dinner. They cooked on Skid Row uh, at one of their biggest offices in Skid Row where they house a lot of people. And it was an open. Anyone could come and get an entire Thanksgiving meal. And she was like, I go to this uh, every year. Please come. And I was like, sure. I wasn't doing anything. Aaron didn't live out here at the time, so I had nothing to do. Go out there, and when I tell you, it was one of the most eye-opening experiences of my whole life. Yeah, you know, it's like, homelessness is weird because there are 50,000 at any given time, minimum homeless people, in L.A., yeah. but you don't see 50,000 people at once, yeah. right? So it seems yeah. almost a little more isolated than it is. Um, a, great, uh, a great analogy I heard once is that if 50,000 people were homeless because of a hurricane, we would call this a, uh, a national emergency for the state, yeah. but because 50,000 people are homeless in LA every day, it's just part of life here, unfortunately. Yeah. But that was, I mean, I think probably at least 4,000 people. Oh
1: yeah, dude. I've, I've walked through there too. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. It's, it's a sight I've never seen before. It's,
0: it's unreal. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to explain
1: yeah.
0: to people who have not seen it. Yeah. It's like it's like being in a third world country, 100%. man. Hundred
1: percent. I've seen it, I've seen it in <laughs> India. I've seen it, you know, back there. But I've never seen it like I like I when I went down to Skid Row. It's a, yeah, you know, it's and it's
0: right like, in the middle of one of the biggest cities yeah. in America, and it's it's unreal. But it made me understand like the level of uh, L.A. really has some of the largest level of income disparity. You know, some of the richest people on the planet live oh, yeah. here. And some of the poorest motherfuckers you will ever meet are here. Yeah. And it's it's a harsh reality, man. And uh, you know I just appreciate your perspective on it. Speaking of cities, uh, let's touch just a little bit on what's like uh, life in L.A. versus Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. I have so many friends from there. Would you ever consider moving back seriously? You were there for a while during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's home, right? My family's there. Yeah. Everyone's there. Um, friends. um, I love it. It's home. Home is home. Home is home. But you know, LA is now my second home. You know, I've, I've come to fall in love with LA. Um, I think coming out here with an open mind is is, a, is the way to do it, um, because obviously you hear all these cliches. You know, oh, it's so bougie, it's so clicky, and this and that. Which, yeah, you know, it can't it be. Is. It's it's Los Angeles, right? Sure. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. Um, but My experience here has been nothing but great. That's awesome. I've met amazing people that are transplants, just like you and I, and also people from California. Um, In any city, this is why when every, I get this question a lot. In any city you go to, you got the good and the bad. You know, you run into good people, you run into bad people. So, comparison here to LA, or sorry, here to Chicago, I mean, look, LA a little faster, you know, a lot more traffic, but <laughs> a lot um, of traffic. But as for people, I can't judge people here because I've I've met amazing, kind-hearted people that have changed my life and that have helped me when they didn't need to, and um, just good people. So that's amazing. I I yeah, you know, I I love it. I love I love this. I love LA. Yeah. And there's so much it has to offer, right? I mean, you can drive east hour and a half and go snowboarding, come back down to seventy degree weather, you know, just just it's just so many different parts of LA pockets to visit and um it's it's beautiful, man. So I mean the only thing I can compare is Chicago's home home with the family, my parents, you know, that's where my heart is always. Of course. Um do I can I see myself moving back? I can, but okay. once I complete my... Once you've achieved your goals here. Yeah, right? You know, maybe getting a place... You know, I always tell my wife, hey, got a place there, you know, get a condo in the city and, you know, spend spend Chicago summers there and then come back to... Come LA. over here for the yeah, winters, exactly. <laughs> right? So... Um,
0: <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about family a bit, man. Yeah. You're a family man. Uh, but, you know, not specifically your family yet, but culture in general, man. I think... This might sound, you know, silly, not in like a racist way, but I... Never really met many Indian people until college and as you know I have a lot of Indian friends now. I absolutely love Indian family culture. I love how closely tied they are. You know, I grew up you know, very traditionally black in Georgia, but not like southern black, where we had like a big black family. We were very independent and I was an only child and I was never super close to a lot of my family members. You know, I had cousins my age, but we were we were never very close, and the rest of my family lived in Mississippi. And we would see them once a year, twice, maybe, if we had a family reunion. So I just felt very isolated. But every, pretty much every Indian person who's you know first or second generation I've met, even if they're not religious, they have such a great tie to their culture. And you can tell it means very much to them. You know, tell me a little bit about, like even why you chose to marry, you know, Devija. she's an amazing girl, but so many Indian guys, like they, they almost see like marrying an Indian woman is like, uh, a reflection of like their parents. And it's like, you kind of get boxed into a certain life. And you guys have like totally rejected that. And you're, you're really some of the coolest people I know, but I feel like there's a lot of like cultural pressure there, you know, just talk to me
1: about that. Yeah. Um, again, see, see, i my family is a little more westernized, you know. I, I got lucky, interesting. Uh, in terms of like, I never got pressured to to marry an Indian girl. I mean, obviously they want both. Your parents Indi- are from India, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want an Indian girl, right? Of a nice Indian girl, but you know, <laughs> nice. Yeah, they, you know, growing, <laughs> dude. Up until college, no, high school. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't dating Indian girls, you know. So they were used to that. Same with my brother um so we never got that pressure um for me it was just you know the luck of the draw you know i met my wife and fell in love with her yeah you know that's that's the only reason it wasn't because she was indian or you know you know of course obviously at the end of the day it's 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 probably easier though right it's easier yeah (laughs) of course of course you know she understands the culture i understand the culture we both know the family dynamics, you know, it's like traditions. We can celebrate holidays and, you know, all that. So it's, of course, it's nice, you know, um, but, um, you know, I, I never had to deal with too much of that pressure. Did she? No. Really? Yeah. Which, which again, I was shocked too, you know, that, uh, you know, meeting her mom and dad and seeing how open they were to, um, different cultures and yeah. they didn't care you know if you're whatever you are you know as long as you're a good person
0: yeah it's funny i found you know we i talk about race rarely but when i do i, I try to add a lot of context to it yeah i think with indian parents uh, you know all the ones that i've met of my friends there's a very <clears throat> weird level of like racism And it's not in, like, a negative-spirited way. It's like, especially when you immigrate from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, India is, what, probably 99.8% Indian? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not exactly a monolith the way America is. So your perceptions of white people or black people or Hispanics are not shifted from, you know, created by the people you live with. They're Mm -hmm. created by what you're seeing on, the media, and how people are being perceived, which is, you know, one of the main reasons I love entertainment so much is because I want to be a part of... You know having what i see from knowing so many varieties of people you know to make sure people are presented in fair ways so it's not really surprising to me that a lot of my friends even like Rashma like you meet uh people's parents and they kind of assume certain things of you especially being black and i love having the opportunity to kind of like show them a different perspective that i know they're not really used to if that makes sense yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's
0: kind of a weird thing to speak about sometimes, but
1: yeah. I mean, what's yeah? I don't even know what to say to that, man. Uh...
0: No, it's it, it can it's, be tough. Yeah. I think another thing that's interesting is I think Indian people have some of the most interesting stereotypes in a way. Oh yeah, you of know. Course. And I'm sure in acting, you see it more than anything.
1: Of course, man. I mean, Indian people are—they're funny. You know, we're funny. We're fun. A funny bunch of people, you know, but... Um, Do you ever feel like typecast? Um, not... So, yeah, sometimes. Um, How so? Are we talking like in, just in life or like no, in acting? In, well, in acting. In acting. We'll yeah, get into yeah, life after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> acting, yeah. I mean, I get a lot of IT roles. I get a lot yeah. of, uh, you know, uh, Afghani roles, terrorist roles, uh, like auditions that yeah. I've had to go out for. So yeah, there's there's definitely a stretch of time where it's just all terrorist roles, you know, for like that's got to be tough. I know. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, geez, you know. But um, I, it never really bothered me though. You know, it's a, it's a part. Yeah. It's 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 the skin color. It's it's I fit the description. Sure. I'm not gonna get mad about it, right? I'm 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 here as an actor to do play a role, right, play character.
0: Yeah.
1: Doesn't have to be I can't I can't choose what that is right now. I'm not at the level where I can choose. And I'm not going to complain if I get, you know, typecasted as that. You know, it's just yeah. it just never bothered me.
0: And that's a great perspective to have. And that's why I think it was so amazingly impressive to me when you told me that you got the role in This Is Us and it was um cast, you know, without race in mind, which yeah. you know, I know like sounds like weirdly unwoke to say, but that's not really how Hollywood works. You yeah. know, a oh, lot yeah. of roles, especially on bigger productions, they, the you know, director and the casting director has a vision of the person in mind. Mm-hmm. And usually, race happens to be a part of that to some extent. Um, so I, I think it's, a really, it's really an amazing accomplishment. And I think it's going to open up a lot of doors for you. But let's talk about being typecast in life right you know as a normal indian guy like do you feel people assume certain things about you like just before they even meet you
1: yeah absolutely i mean you know everyone's shocked when i what do you do and then i tell them what i do and they're like oh well what really but <laughs> yeah. most people like i met a guy yesterday he's like do you work in i.t you know like, what? <laughs> like the second question he asked just the go-to right yeah, yeah, yeah well you, of course what else you do you working are you a doctor <laughs> are you a like i get that all the time you know i get so i yeah i am definitely you know, there's there's definitely something there, um, but um, yeah, it, it's it's just it's just what can I do? What am I gonna do? Am we gonna get mad about it? You know, it's just like All some people. be look, you. I I just say some people. You know, are you know, ignorance plays a role. Yeah, um, and you know, some people don't think twice before they talk and say something where. You know, it might, may, they might not mean anything of it purposely, It's a great they're point. just, you know, they just, they're just used to it. Like you see Indians and, you know, they do, they do own the IT world, right? And so they are everywhere, you know, yeah. so it's like, it's like it is what it is. You, you know, know one, so. a, one of the
0: best quotes I ever heard was, never assign to malice what can be explained with stupidity. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea, you know, a lot of times when people say something like that, which is like, you know, clearly a stereotypical thing to say. A lot of people immediately go towards like, oh, this person's a racist, they're an idiot. And I think it's great to hear your perspective of like, you know, this person, they just don't know anything, right? Mm -hmm. So I could get mad or I could show them like, hey, not all Indian people are like this, (laughs) you know? And here's a whole new perspective that I have. And, you know, maybe they can learn and grow from that. And I'm sure a lot of people watching Mm -hmm. this are going to get the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, dude, you, you, look, this one thing I was, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right? So, like, people, you know, that's just, you can't expect, you know, you can't set your bar high for everyone that you meet, you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean they're coming <laughs> off bad or like they're bad people. It's just like, you know, they don't know, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's, it is what it is. 100% the of the day, that's, so. that's very
0: empathetic. And the last thing I really want to deep dive into with you is, is, you know, your personal family and being a father. Um, I think it's it's amazing. You're one of the only people I know, because most of my friends don't have kids, uh, that, you know, I remember when you announced to me that, you know, uh, Devisha was pregnant. I remember when you had the kid, and I, I've seen them and met them, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Talk to me about, like, just being a dad and what it means to you, and, you know, even the fact you have twins, which is just unbelievable. Yeah. Man, it, it's... <laughs>
1: It's one of those things that when people you hear a lot of people say it and it's completely true. You don't understand until you you're you're a father. Yeah. Which when people used to say that to me, I'm like, Yeah, you like you're like come on, you know, you know you, <laughs> But it's true. Like having kids and yeah, having twins, not just one, but Oof. twins. Um it is is a blessing, you know, and it comes with the good and the bad it's hard it's extremely hard how old are they they're a year and a half Oof. so it's a, it's extremely hard to to balance a family balance acting and then balance my day job and then everything in between right so <clears throat> it makes it makes things a lot tougher but it also is beautiful you know you you see two 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 human beings that you created and this literally happened two days ago. Me and my wife were in the living room with our kids, and I was like, Hey, Div. Do you know we have two daughters? <laughs> and she just looked at me, and she's like, I know. Because like, we're still like... It's just like... Disbelief. T- disbelief, because it's like time's moving so fast. You know, and they're already... Now they're, they're walking. Wow. And it's just like, everything's moving so fast, and it's just still... Almost like hasn't fully settled in. But, you know, it's... Another reason to be better and, and do better and another f- fucking f- match what what do they say like uh, you know lighter get, under your yeah, ass or what, light yeah your ass. you know um, to have two you know a beautiful wife two beautiful daughters like it's like just makes you want to work harder it makes you want to be the best you know because now me. they're gonna look up to you they're gonna look up to me what I do every day what I what comes out of my mouth what they see me doing, my habits, you know, like I have to teach to people to, to, to be people, to be people. <laughs> you teach them right? everything. So it's, uh, it's very opening. um, but it's, but it's a complete blessing, you know, so it's, uh, it's been a ride, man. It's, it's definitely been a ride. Um, but I would want nothing. i wouldn't change anything, you know, it sounds, you know, cliche, but, no, it changed anything in the world, I mean, I've I've been blessed with everything, I could, man, five, four or five years ago, I never would have thought I'd be where I am today, you know, so it's just like, it's, it's a great experience, man, it's beautiful, and it's, I think a lot, a lot of it comes down to, and, um, and i and I hope I could just talk about this real quick, no, it's, freely it's, go ahead, you know it, what what and when you when you asked me to be on this podcast, what i really <clears throat> what really changed my life you know it's just your mindset, you yeah. know, like when I wasn't down, when I was down down, you know, I had a decision to make do I wanna go back home, run back home, or do I wanna make it do i you know i wanna you know get through this and um I think one of the most important things and biggest things you can do for yourself you don't stop learning you, you, I feel like learning begins after after college yeah like you have to like there's so much more to learn those are just the fundamentals yeah dude there's so much sorry there's so much more in life to learn and once I started reading like self-growth books on mindset and and like health and you know business fundamentals, money fundamentals, you know. um, That's when my life changed, man. Like, just like every day, put five minutes aside and just read something that's gonna help you be a better person, attain your goals. You know, have, like, be disciplined in those things. And once I started doing that, dude i it, it, it's it's true when they say it like you know the law of attraction like you hear everyone talking about it you hear every it, but it's true yeah if you actually dedicate yourself to it and do it like I did for every single day for like two years, I still do it not every, I, it's hard to do it every day now, right. but I still do it um every other day but once you discipline yourself and do it you don 't have to do much else, things in your life just start falling into place. you know change that negativity into positivity. you know control your mind. you are where you 're at in life. you are one hundred percent responsible for everything that happens in your life and you can 't blame anyone you know and once you understand that and once I understood that, that 's when you know things started falling into place. I love that. things started changing, and things started just coming in coming into my life because people look at, when you look at life, people look at it, sorry, look at it in a a radar screen. You see, people see this, right? They see this, oh, I have work tomorrow, oh, rent's due in two weeks, they see this, but they don't see the infinite other things that can come into your life, people that can come into your life, opportunities that can come into your life, avenues to money that can come into your life. You're just, people are focused on this. And once I got out of that, That's just, it's just, you know, it's just, it's extremely powerful.
0: No, that's, that's a beautiful perspective, man. I appreciate you sharing that. I think one of the biggest things I've learned since I graduated college is you really start to understand how valuable time is. You have such an infinite, infinite capacity to learn in this life because you have so much time. Yeah. And you don't realize it when you're young because from one to 15 those years almost don't matter you have you know your brain's not formed you have no independence <laughs> you know from 15 to 20 you're really just learning the basics of life you spend half the time learning like enough math and science to get you through the world mm-hmm. and then you know for the last like five years 20 25 that's when all the growth really starts yeah and it's really the moment that you're on your own that your life really begins. I feel very bad for people who are, you know, coddled and, you know, under their family's wing forever because they don't understand, they don't get that moment. They don't get that sink or swim moment where you say, this is my life and this is all I have. Am I going to make the change that I have to make to get where I want to be or am I just going to sink and run back home to safety? And and that's especially as a man, that's what being Sorry, that's what being a man is about. But that's what really being a human being and an adult is about. And understanding yeah. that if you're listening to this and you're under the age of 50, statistically, you have at minimum 30 years to do whatever you want to do in life. And modern medicine and technology is so strong. that If you take care of yourself, you can do nearly anything. Yeah. If I decided today I wanted to be a plumber, if it took me five years to dedicate myself to it i'd be thirty two oh. like you have and then I could go be a plumber for sixty years,
1: yeah
0: before I died Your capacity to grow in life is so strong yeah. and the idea that learning stops after college is it's the opposite it's really where it just begins and I and I think understanding that has given me a, a great perspective and and i love I definitely love hearing that um yeah you know i'm really just happy you could even make it here today you know like you just said you're acting (laughs) you know you have two beautiful kids you've got a beautiful wife you have a lot on your plate and you know i appreciate the time very dearly you know what's next for nihar in life man
1: just um i think obviously just you know Continue to take classes, gross myself in, in acting. You know, I, I have that. It's, it's just I feel like i getting pushed to, like, do more, okay. you know. So I think that's... In the acting realm? Yeah, yeah. Like, just get more heavily involved, right? Just, again, comes down to time management. You know, getting to classes when I when I put the girls down for bed, zip to class, take a, you know, seven 7 to 10 p.m. class, you know, do that, which I which I just started doing again. So, you know, just but just getting heavily just just focusing more on on my craft, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that and then, you know, just um, financially just uh, paving opportunities to make different paths of income, you know, Mm -hmm. to to, you know, I got my nine, you know, I got my day job, but then also, you know, I have other avenues that i'm i'm looking at financially um so just getting that set up you know and just having you know i think just um obviously the goal not only is acting but it's financial freedom right having the time to enjoy life travel with my wife travel with my kids you know I'm, i'm blessed enough right now that me and my wife work at home um so we're with our kids 24 7 you know and whereas you know, when, when I grew up, you know, I was in daycare, I was in, you know, babysitters and, you know, so I'm, I'm blessed to have that. But just, just setting myself up for, for financial success as well as my acting and just uh, focusing on that and, and family and just making sure, while I'm doing all of this, still having fun with my family, still going on trips with my kids and, and my wife. And today we went to the farmer's market you know, and then came back home and then came here and just just being out and enjoying life while doing everything else. Because just when, once you stop enjoying life, then it's really hard to 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 get where you want to be. You know, so you yeah. got it. You can't you can't you can't stop enjoying while you have responsibilities. I want to I, I
0: want to touch on that a little bit. And this is like personal advice I genuinely want. You know, you've been married a year and a half now. Almost two?
1: Uh, No, it'd be three in August. Oh, wow. Three. Wow. Time flies.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm getting married next April, so it's coming up. Um, And I was watching a show on Apple TV, and this guy was becoming very successful in his career, and he started neglecting his wife, not in a negative way. He just got busy with life. He also had two kids, (laughs) you know, and he was kind of giving any extra time he had to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially as a man pursuing acting, and I know you're going to be very successful. Do you ever fear that you know your wife doesn't feel like appreciated enough? Like, what what advice would you give me to make sure that I'm never in that position where, you know, I'm so focused on my job and you know my career that I get in that situation? Because that's something I worry about a lot.
1: I think I think the the best. I mean, there's no solid answer for that but I think what when I think about that yeah you know I think it's just having a solid fundamental relationship and at the beginning you know day one just learning how to communicate you know communicating with your wife Um so she you know so that you're just both on the same page you know my wife knows yeah there might be a time where I get really busy but, you know like um you know but i know she'd support me you know i know she'd come visit me on set you know or i know she'd you know do all these you know do all these things but i mean until i get there i mean yeah I, I i don't know but what i would say is just just i think to ease it is just just to have a strong relationship day one you know and just cause then whatever comes from there, it's just, you're a team, you're a team, bro. Like at, at that point, it's like, if she got, you know, she got a major, you know, job at, you know, her dream company, you know, and she's busy, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, and she might be working and in, in the office, you know, for hours and hours. And, you know, maybe I won't see her, but I know, you know, when we're together, it's fucking a hundred percent, you know, and, um, you just you just make it work i mean you just i don't it's it's easier said than done of <laughs> yeah. course but um, well, i love that but, we we're talking about
0: being a team i think yeah. that's what matters the most
1: yeah i think if you if you have that strong base then i don't think anything can get in the way you know at that point
0: but. 100% and you are your true inspiration uh, and a great friend of mine so excited to keep seeing what you do man yeah man um, thanks for thanks you. for
1: having me dude. of course love it yeah man
0: thank you for watching uh, as always check out the patreon in the description below um, as well as nihar stuff will be linked um, and check them out on this is us and many many more shows to come catch you in the next one Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Rosé Radio Show. We really appreciate it. If you like what you saw, you can check out any of our other videos right here. And if you want to support us further, you can go on our Patreon, which is linked in the description below, and support us more and get exclusive content and access. Thank you so much.